0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: This week, on the Chicago Bears review. With a national TV crowd watching, our beloved took the field against the Packers, hoping to regain the lead in the all time series and give the Packers their first loss in the NFC North in 2017. How did it go with the whole world watching? And do we even want to talk about it? All of this and so much more on the week four review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. All right. So what do you say we uh, go ahead and just get this thing over with? All right, I mean I <laughs> I have been putting this off all weekend long. I mean it just the game happened. It, it ended on it ended around eleven o'clock, maybe later on Thursday because of that rain delay or weather delay or whatever. Um, you know I had all night Friday, all day Saturday, all all day and all night Saturday, all day today Sunday you know this is what I could have been doing instead of you know suffering through a a bearless uh NFL Sunday um but instead I uh chose to bury myself in the free HBO slash Cinemax weekend that DirecTV is putting on this weekend and uh they've been showing some decent movies uh you know and so instead of doing the show I watched uh Road to Perdition and then instead of doing watching the show or instead of doing the show I watched uh The Green Mile and, you know, a lot of Tom Hanks on this weekend and and what have you. So here it is. Sunday Night Football game is about to kick off. So I figure I better better do the show before it's week five already. So um, here we are. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and a nice little spoiler alert. I'm not going to do a bear up or bear down this week because obviously there are no bear ups not one i did i just the only bear up i would even consider at this point would be jordan howard for showing up and playing on thursday you know after the way that he you know res, you know was was banged up on uh on sunday against the steelers uh last week to show up on on short week and uh you know first of all to not be on the injury report at all and to still be able to play and and get through the game you know more power to him but uh otherwise it was just a disaster uh from the beginning you'll hear me talk about it at length in the knee-jerk reactions like usually i like to keep the knee-jerk reactions about a minute maybe a minute and a half on the extreme end i don't think that there's one under two minutes this time uh a week or this week i should say so um you know we'll leave time for the analysis uh there but um you know you'll hear me say this a time or two in the knee-jerk reactions that um it was Green Bay all over again. It absolutely was Green Bay all over again and um again it was the Bears doing the opposite of what is needed in order to beat the Green Bay Packers anywhere. Lambo, Soldier Field, whatever. You know, you you can't keep putting the ball back in Aaron Rodgers' hands. You can't turn the football over and you can't make mistakes like that and uh, they did that in spades in the first half. Now, they seem to settle down after the initial um, disaster in the first quarter. But, you know, in the end, they keep turning the football over. They keep uh, missing opportunities and giving more and more over to Aaron Rodgers. No, you know, it's, it's a law of averages when it comes to Rodgers. The more you put the football in his hands, the better the odds he's going to hurt you uh, and put points on the board. Uh, against you to the tune of 35 on the bears this time around so um you know it uh we'll start with the first quarter knee-jerk reaction where it went disastrous almost immediately and then you know it, it was basically uh, and you'll hear me talk about i'll save it for the fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction you hear me talk about it there um you know it was just uh t- it was too much too soon uh for the bears to overcome Knee-jerk reaction to the first quarter of the Bears and the Packers, and (laughs) it's... It's hard to imagine how it could have gone any worse than it did. Um, The opening drive, the Packers take the football 75 yards down the field. Uh, The 31st-ranked rushing offense in football ran the ball down our throats. Uh, Our former player that we didn't want anymore, Martellus Bennett, caught a 26-yard pass that got the Packers down to the five. And then, uh, you know, of course, Rodgers is going to finish it off a touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. Then... Just for kicks and giggles, uh, on first down, the Bears decide that they're going to do like a play-action seven-step drop, try to go for it all on the first play, except Mike Glennon is still our quarterback, and when the walls start to... Number one, he just refuses to get rid of the football. It's I've never seen this before, and... The walls start closing in, and what does he do? We've watched him do it for three weeks. He panics. He gets hit from behind, fumbles the football, and the Packers recover the ball like at the 10 or something like that. And uh, as Jim Nance told us about 12 times in 10 seconds, uh, inside of 53 seconds, the Packers went from being tied 0-0 to being up 14 to nothing. And you know what? And just to add some extra drama to it, we're in the middle of a weather delay right now. We just came back from commercial. It's a weather delay. So there's lightning um, because, you know, the football gods have a sense of humor and they, they want to get rid of this football game and just abolish it from the memory books. Or maybe they're Bear fans. or I don't know. It's just it's ridiculous out there. And, you know, so we're on a weather delay at the moment. So let's... Uh, As Bear fans, let's hope that this weather delay has the effect on the Bears that it had on the Cubs in uh, Game 7 of the World Series last year. You know, they they were down in the dumps. They couldn't get any lower after blowing that three-run lead in the bottom of the eighth. Well, uh, let's see if the Bears can – you know, who, who can't get any lower after giving up 14 points inside of a minute in the first quarter, turn the ball over twice, could have turned it over again, if not for, uh, you know, replay not being able to prove that the ball touched Deion Bush on the last punt, um, you know, it... Uh, yeah, it's been a comedy of errors. I mean, I don't just, it just, it astounds me how things can just so, so go horribly bad and stay that way when the Bears play the Packers. It's just unreal. So it's 14 to nothing. We're headed into the second quarter. Whenever this weather delay ends, uh, we'll get back to it and see if the Bears uh, can show up for the rest of this football game. Okay. Probably the most interesting part of the weather delay was Bill Cower. He's, uh, the former Steeler coach, and he's an analyst for CBS or a studio uh, analyst, kept talking about how it, it seemed like the Bears had some momentum going for them as far as, you know, it's like, I know it's 14 to nothing, and, you know, Green Bay got out to that big, fast lead, but since then, the Packers have not been able to move the football, and, you know, it's like the Bears on offense and on defense uh the fronts the 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 offensive and defensive fronts for the bears have been winning at the line of scrimmage they're winning that battle it seems like they're getting you know the the bears even sacked aaron Rodgers a couple of times uh, and at least once in the first quarter you know it it seemed like the defense was was turning turning the game around it's just that the offense like we're talking about cannot get out of its own way um the one decent drive we put on in the fourth quarter Uh, Whether you want to blame it on Whitehair or Glennon or both or whatever, some miscommunication doinks the shotgun snap off of uh, Mike Glennon's knees and it bounces. I mean, it must have just hit him in like the perfect like round spot on the ball because this thing bounced around like a Super Bowl. I mean, just launched into the secondary, you know, uh, right through the first, you know, the line of scrimmage and just... You know, not one of those things where it does that weird, you know, wobbly bounce in front of him. I mean, this thing shot like a cannon into the second level of the defense where it was just, you know, anybody wearing a Green Bay uniform was was in perfect position to get it it was like everybody from the bears was at least five yards away from it and it bounced into the center of the entire defense for the packers so of course they recover it and the bears should have at least come away with a field goal uh, on that drive because i think we were in the red zone if we, you know we were close to the red zone if not in the red zone at the time but it was that that snap that went against us which also um led to the Bears getting owned by the Butterfinger people. I mean, if you thought the night couldn't get any worse, the people that were running the Butterfinger Twitter feed, um, uh, the first comment was butter...knees, dot, 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 to which the Bears responded, stick to candy... And the Butterfinger people, I mean, if you have a sense of humor, this is hilarious, and thankfully I have one. Uh, Their response was, stick to football, dot, 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 oh wait, like, yeah. We got smoked by Butterfinger, just like that's the kind of night that was happening uh, for us uh, then. I mean, we we, we couldn't win anywhere, not even on social media, but uh, that happened, and... You know, we go into this weather delay and Bill Cowher goes on and on throughout the entire weather delay. I don't know if he was just trying to keep Bear fans interested in what was appearing to be a lopsided, another lopsided beating at the hands of the Packers or if he actually believed it. Because by the end of the delay, he had Deion Sanders kind of bounce, you know, kind of teaming up with him as far like he was winning people over with this argument you know and and while it seemed ludicrous down 14 and and all the rest of that it wasn't it wasn't insane what he was saying that there was some truth to it because there was truth to the fact that Green Bay hadn't done anything outside of that that opening drive and then they got the ball inside the red zone after the fumble you know it's not going to take much for Rodgers to get it into the end zone there but since then things had cooled down the defense had you know stabilized and um, you know, and, and what have you, if not for the, the, the second turnover of the game, uh, no matter who you want to credit that to, um, the bears might have scored at, you know, at, at one point or another, we would have either kicked a field goal or we'd have finished the drive and scored. It would have been 14 to seven. We're talking about a completely different ball game. If that happens, you know, there is some recovery, you know, happening at that point, but instead, uh, another turnover and, you know, we ended the quarter at 14 to nothing. And it's just, not going well so 45 minutes was the the weather delay and then the second quarter which did not go any better okay. New York reaction to the second quarter the bears and the packers and um it was a 45 minute grain delay or weather delay lightning delay whatever you want to call it and uh, the bears had the football to start the second quarter um Did nothing with it. Uh, Mike Glennon throws another interception at some point in the second quarter. The Pack go up twenty-one to nothing in the second quarter, which, in my opinion, pretty much put that ice the game right there. Um, The Bears get the ball back, um, run the two-minute drill with about a buck forty-four or so to go. In the half, uh, they get the ball down the fields. They finally start throwing the ball to the tight end, uh, Zach Miller. Two big catches on the drive, including one that got us down into the red zone. Um, you know, moving the ball well. You know, for a change, and and, and doing something. If we're going to throw the ball, why, Let's let's do it like this. If we're going to leave Glennon in there, let's do this then, which is the quick three-step drop. Ball comes out of the hands. You know, that kind of thing. Get it. It, it just get it to the receiver that kind of and that's the success that we had getting the ball down the field and eventual uh, I think about a five yard catch from Kendall Wright to make it 21 to 7 just before the half so the Bears have the momentum having done a, it was a, the graphic they showed the Bears had 71 yards of offense in the first six drives 72 yards of offense in the touchdown drive just before the half and we start the ball with the football in the or start the start the second half with the football so um you know hopefully we can carry the momentum into the second half get things rolling if the bears can put some points on the board to start the second half we might have a ball game on our hands here otherwise uh you know jim nance just reminded us that aaron Rodgers is 50 and 0 at lambo when he has the lead at halftime so there's that bears down 21 to 7 as we go into the second half so again nothing to be hopeful four uh you know the touchdown drive that was put together you know yeah we were finally throwing the ball but again you know like at the end of the atlanta game or the the, the most the majority of the tampa game you know glennon threw over 300 yards against tampa but we still lost um, um and he did most of that in the fourth quarter like he was the number one quarterback in the nfl in the fourth quarter because of all the yards that he was tossing around and, and whatnot and um you know green bay is playing prevent defense at that point trying to keep everything in front of them on, on that drive so i mean that's essentially what they did we just ended up scoring at the end of it so nothing that would be like oh well, we should do this and even though that's what i was saying it's just that's the reality of it they were playing lax and coverage to keep everything in front of them not trying to give up a big play and you know in the end the bears just you know dinked and dunked their way down and put it uh in the end zone um you know again defensively giving up another score that was after another turnover and it, like again it's law of averages you keep putting the ball in Aaron Rodgers hands you're 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 he's going to hurt you eventually you know the the way that you beat him is the way that we we nearly beat Atlanta the way that we beat the Steelers is you keep the ball out of their quarterback's hands you keep the football in ours you you know slowly methodically move your way down the field You know, and what have you. And that's that was the exact opposite of what the Bears uh, were doing uh, on Sunday. I mean, it's Sunday on Thursday. And it just, um, you know, it it snowballed as the game went along. You know, the third quarter was no better. Uh, The fourth quarter was just, you know, pointless uh, in the end. Twenty eight to seven going into the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, the whole game itself just uh, it just like it was over from the moment that Glennon fumbled. After we gave up a seven, nothing lead, you know, to tell you the truth, that first defensive drive was the only one that, that surprised me the way that, that, uh, Green Bay had been struggling running the football. You heard me mention it in the knee jerk reaction. Um, the 31st ranked rushing offense in football ran the ball down our throats. That's exactly what they did. Five yards here, four yards there, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, being able to polish it off with, with the big run or catch to Martellus Bennett and, you know, and, and polishing it off. There was no, once in, they're inside the red zone, the odds of them not scoring it, you know, pretty, pretty low. So um, that was really the only drive that really surprised me. The rest of it was, you know, well, we turned the ball over. And not only did we turn it over, we turn it over in our territory again. Therefore Rodgers and company are working with a short field. So they're probably going to score and they did. So, that uh, that's what happened. So again, here we go with the third quarter knee-jerk reaction, hoping and thinking that maybe the Bears would carry some momentum from their touchdown uh, drive just before the half into the second half, and uh, it wasn't happening. Knee-jerk reaction after the third quarter, and uh, I'm not going to say much because there's not much to say. Uh, the Bears are awful tonight, just awful it's tampa bay all over again that's that's what it is i mean it's just one mistake after another it's they can't get out of their own way uh any progress is hampered by a penalty and if it isn't hampered by a penalty then the progress is then come to you know stop to a dead halt by some kind of turnover uh glennon has just thrown i believe his third turnover his third uh, second interception, his third turnover uh, of the football game. Uh, the Packers scored earlier in the third quarter. It's 28-7. You know, it's it's 28-7. We're going to start the fourth quarter. The Packers are in the red zone. If they score again, I don't see why we don't throw Trubisky out there. I, I just don't understand. So, you know, yeah, I'm, uh, i'm done with it i'm 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 yeah i I need this game to be over with so i can go to bed this game sucks i'm tired of it the sound of frustration boiling over in me you know it it, again it was the like i said after the tampa bay game uh if i didn't have this show to do i would have bailed on the game i just would have stopped watching probably around halftime um you know because uh you know I'm a sucker. I I like those uh, TGIT shows on ABC, Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder and Scandal and all that kind of stuff. It was the first shows of the year. I could have been watching that and enjoying myself rather than wanting to die watching the Packers beat the piss out of the Bears on national television again. So, uh, you know, I could have had – there were better ways for me to spend my evening than to sit there and watch that, I guarantee you. But, um, you know, again, it was – like I said, it was the Green Bay game all over – or Green Bay, Tampa Bay game. All over again, we're shooting ourselves in the foot constantly. Um, you know, when 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 we're in this mode, when we have a deficit in talent against, you know, between our opponents, the the best way to go head to head is to not not shoot yourself in the foot. Not I mean, I know I keep saying this over and over again, but that's that's the bottom line here. You know, we've proven it twice. You know, we we, we essentially played a perfect game uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, we were one major mistake away from beating Atlanta. That damn Austin Hooper play. Um, you know, it in 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 Tampa Bay, it was, it was one error after another, one mistake after another, turnover this, penalty that, and uh, then in, against Green Bay, that's what it was again. You know, and the funny thing was, uh, Friday night I went to dinner with a buddy of mine, and we were talking about how. Um, I got into a discussion online with some friends of mine or not friends of mine, but old high school football teammates and my junior year, we were one game short of winning or going to state going to the state championship game. Um, It was a home game. We were in the semis. We win. We're going to state and at halftime, we're down a touchdown. All right. We're down It's 22 to 15 at halftime. Apparently their second half adjustments were way better than ours. Because we come out and we got smoked in the second half. We lost 44-15. So that season went down in flames in the second half of that semi-game. Now, fast forward to a year later, my senior year. We make it to the second round of the playoffs this time. We're playing against one of our uh, conference rivals. And um, in a game where we had like four turnovers, uh, we missed two extra points, or they're blocked. We had two extra points blocked. And um, we come down to it. We score a touchdown with less than a minute to go. We're down by two. We go for the, um, uh, the two-point conversion, get stuffed at the goal line. As a player, I would prefer to get blown out than to lose on the last play of the game just for the sake of my own sanity. You know, and that's what I meant by it all was for the sake of my own sanity, because here we are, that game where we lost at the goal line, it was in 1995, so 22 years ago, I still have nightmares about that game. If we don't turn this, you know, if we make one of those extra points, you know, one of those two extra points that got blocked, we're kicking an extra point, we send it to overtime. You know, if one of those four turnovers doesn't happen, they don't score this touchdown, or, you know, instead, that, that game my junior year where we got blown out, I can sleep better knowing that on that day, they were better than us, period. I can sleep just fine knowing that. It sucks being that close to going to state champ, to you know, playing for a championship, but on that day, they were better than us. As a fan, I prefer it the other way around. I would much rather watch the Bears be competitive in it nose-to-nose at the end and lose it on the last play, excuse me, like they did against the Falcons, than to watch them embarrassingly get their asses handed to them like they did against Tampa Bay and Green Bay uh, in two of the last three weeks, you know it is an absolute nightmare to sit there and have to watch that, you know, and especially in in my position where I feel obligated to keep watching even though it's the last thing on earth I want to do, uh, you know. Number one, from some small shred of of hope that maybe this team can put together the comebacks that Barkley and company did a couple of times last year. And, you know, also just because I do a podcast and how can I do a show on a game that I only watch 10% of kind of thing. So kind of a long winded discussion or a long winded, you know, rationalization, but that's, that's where I'm at as a player. I'd prefer to get blown out just for the sake of my own sanity, you know, to know that on that particular day, they were better than us. than to have to sit there and wonder and play the what-if game the rest of my life about, you know, well, maybe there was a block that I could have thrown that we could have done this or, you know, on the extra points, I was the, 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 the short snapper on extra points, you know, maybe if, uh, you know, I'd have done something, you know, that would have stopped somebody from blocking one of those points or, you know, what have you, or, you know, emphasizing to the line to, to block down harder or whatever, you know, that's the kind of stuff that plays in your head when you lose a game like that as a player but as a fan i would much rather lose a game like the way we did against atlanta than to sit there and watch them be embarrassed for a full 60 minutes like we did against tampa bay and green bay i'll take that atlanta loss every single game of the season over watching them play like that you know uh, against green bay uh and tampa bay so um Anyway, we got the fourth-quarter knee-jerk reaction, so I'll go ahead and, and play that for you. You can hear in my voice just how thrilled I am to have had to sit through the final 15 minutes of this ball game. Yep. Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter of the Bears and the Packers. Um, the Bears uh, scored a touchdown on a nine-minute drive to start the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I really enjoyed how they lulled the Packers into a false sense of confidence by letting them go up by 28 before they put together a pretty good drive. You know, I really, really liked how they did that. That was, you know, that's just the genius of Dole Loggins and John Fox at work right there. But, um, you know, again, this was this was the Tampa Bay game all over again. This is what we, what we said the Bears could not do, which is when you're playing against a team that is on paper better than you, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. You can't make mistakes. You can't give that team opportunities to beat you. Well, not only did we allow the Packers to march down the field to start off the game on a 75-yard drive to go up 7 nothing, then eight seconds later we turn the ball over and give the ball to the Packers inside the 20-yard line, and 53 seconds later it's 14 to nothing. You know, it's just we never recovered from that. That's plain and simple. Just like, you know, the Bears never recovered covered from Tariq Cohen fumbling that punt return against Tampa Bay because it went from three to nothing to ten nothing and just like that it might as well have been a hundred to nothing the way that the rest of the game went. I mean Glennon threw at least two picks, maybe three in this one. They turned the ball over four or five times just embarrassing just embarrassing now I, I don't know if this is what we can look forward to in all our road games or you know or what the case may be but um you know something needs to change dude because i just i can't keep watching this but i will because that's what i signed up for when i became a bear fan all those years ago and i just um you know it, it is just the the frustration uh, boiling over is is what it is um You know, like I said a few minutes ago, I would much rather watch a a nail-biter down to the finish and lose on the last play of the game than to sit there and watch them not resemble a football team for 60 minutes. I mean, it was embarrassing to watch, let alone, you know, having the implications that it did. Number one, it's a division game, the first one that we're, you know, back-to-back. We play Minnesota next week, but, you know, it's a division game. It's the Packers And it was the game that gave the Packers the first lead in the series since the Depression, 1932-33, whichever number you want to go with. It's the first time. So Chicago fans, we've been able to bear witness to two things that most people live their whole lives not to see. Number one, we lived through the 108 years, or we saw the end of the 108-year drought, the Cubs winning the World Series last year, and we also got to bear witness to an 85-year record uh, coming to an end on Thursday night when Green Bay retook the lead in the series for the first time in nine decades. So we have that. You know, you can say that you lived through some pretty extraordinary stuff, especially in the Chicago sports landscape. So we have that feather in our cap so hopefully we'll all live to see the bears regain the damn lead at some point but uh at the best we can hope for in 2017 is a tie we play them again in then in, in 6 weeks on uh, in week 10 after the bye so um you know it's it's simple guys you know um it it it, it can't go the way that it did obviously um the turnovers the the penalties uh, you know, and then the one thing we haven't talked about yet is, uh, Danny Trevathan. Um, the hit that he laid on, uh, was it, it was, it was Devonte Adams. I was going to say Cobb, but it was Adams, um, vicious, no doubt. Um, it was definitely an ugly helmet to helmet hit. I just don't think it was malicious. Um, he's been suspended for two games. So the NFL has already handed down its punishment, uh, he's been suspended two games, which means no Trevathan for Minnesota or Baltimore. Those are our next two games. Um, I think I read on the ticker earlier today that he's going to appeal it, so I don't know um, what that means for Monday against the Vikings, or uh, you know what implications that might have. But um, you know, maybe it'll get reduced to one game. Maybe it'll just be a heavy fine, but. Um, you know, it was ugly when it happened. The replays were doing Trevathan no favors. Um, you know, because it, it doesn't show you in real time how quickly it can go from, you know, a big hit to knock over the pile into a, um, you know, intentional helmet to helmet, you know, uh, hit the way that it did. Um, so I mean, watching it in real time, which is the, you know, what we all had to do. Um, I would definitely, you know, see how it could be a flag, uh, for sure. Um, considering, um, that he was basically being held up by the defender. Um, but I think it was, um, you know, I'm not going to say it was Adam's fault. That's not right to say, but you know, just the the natural reaction to kind of brace yourself for it. He lowered his body and, and next thing you know, he and Trevathan are head to head and it's just, it's just ugly. Uh, from there. So, um, you know, I, I, I would have gone more, but it's speaking as a Bear fan, obviously, I think I would have gone more for a fine than an immediate suspension, because I don't know if Trevathan has a history, uh, of this. you know, if it, if this has happened sometime, like when he was with, uh, Denver, you know, and he has a history of this or something like, you know, this is not Vontez Perfect that we're dealing with here, a guy that is known around the league as a dirty player. I mean i've seen videos online of of this guy being this is the tag that's been on him since his high school days i mean i i watched a video the other day of Vontez Burfict, um you know taking out running backs and quarterbacks when he was in high school i mean um you know trevathan on the other hand um this i think is the first time that i'm aware of that he's been penalized for this um for this uh violation if you will and um you know, I think two games right off the bat may have been a little excessive, um, maybe one or a heavy fine, but I'm, this is, you know, me as a Bear fan speaking, of course, I'm going to come to the aid of my guy, but um, I don't think it was intended the way that it was received by most people, especially uh, Packer fans, but, you know, I, I would agree that, that hits like that, you know, don't belong in the league, the helmet, to helmet, the thing, and uh, and whatnot. I just don't think that that was what Trevathan meant to do. I mean, even his remarks after the game um, were in contradiction to that. He he didn't come out saying, "Well, I thought it was a good, clean hit," and or anything like that. And he's like, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is try to reach out to Devonte to see how he's doing because I want to make sure that he's okay. You know, that doesn't sound like somebody who was trying to hurt him on purpose. That, that that's like. I, but again, that's me, and this is me as a Bear fan defending my guy. So. Take it for what you will, but um, anyway, that's gonna be it. We're gonna close the book on this game. No bear ups or bear downs this week. I mean, the bear downs are just too obvious to you know list them. It would be called the captain obvious segment if we went wasted our time with the with the bear downs. You know, Mike Glenn and Dole Log John Fox for not playing Trubisky. And- there you go. So, um, speaking of Trubisky. During the game on Thursday night, I officially uh, boarded the Trubisky now train. <laughs> it's, I, I, I just, um, you know, it, it's not so much that I think the offense is going to vastly improve with Trubisky out there. I, I'm still of the belief that I would much rather prefer to put him out there if he's in a better spot to succeed. Um, you know, with you know, with a better receiving core or what have you. But you cannot sit there and deny anymore that after seeing what Trubisky did in the preseason, that he wouldn't be better for us at quarterback right now. The real truth of the matter is there's no way it could get any worse. You know, there are too many things that Trubisky can do better than Glennon just as over an as just as an overall athlete. The rollouts, the pocket presence, stepping up you know, maybe even running for a first down. I mean, this guy's absolute refusal to do anything but freeze up and brace for impact when he's, uh, you know, when the walls are closing in, it is stunning to watch. I mean, you would think that he's never been through it before. Or, I mean, I mean do we have to go through the history of Mike Lennon to see that this guy gets stiffened out like a surfboard in, at some point? I mean, does he have PTSD? Is that why he freezes up like that? It's ridiculous to watch. He's a professional. You know, you're a quarterback. Pressure is a constant in your life when you're in the pocket. And yet it's like he has no idea what to do at any point whatsoever. Then uh, you know, when 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 it starts to happen back there. And, you know, like I said, I've I've boarded the Trubisky Now train just because at the very least, it would be a lot more entertaining to watch. Win, lose, or draw, it it, it it can't be any worse than that. You know, just put the kid out there and let's see what happens. That's Let's just do it. You know, the next thing you know, I mean, after the game that De- Deshaun Watson had against Tennessee today, you know, four touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown led the Texans to a 57-14 to win over the Titans uh, today. And I think Trubisky is better than Deshaun Watson, so... Let's throw him out there see what he can do and you know let the chips fall where they may you know at the very least he could open things up in the passing game to ease things up for um, for Howard and and Cohen uh, coming out of the backfield so let's uh, let's just go ahead and and, and do it already so uh, the Bears have made no official word other than Mike Fox saying that they're going to Mike Fox John Fox. Saying that they're going to evaluate everything, not just the quarterback position, but everything. So, I don't know if that means wholesale changes across the board on on the football team. You know, maybe we'll bring Tanner Gentry up because our off, you know, our passing offense is pathetic, and we need another target out there. Especially if we're going to play Trubisky, I think that would be a good move. Is to bring Tanner Gentry up with him because that was obviously one of his favorite targets uh, in the preseason. Or, or, or whatever whatever the case may be you know maybe we'll switch things up a little bit on defense this starter will take this parts you know starter in the, in the secondary and 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 what have you so we'll see what those changes mean they could mean nothing but we'll have to uh, that'll, that'll be the adventure we take together when we hook up again later on this week uh, when I hope to have Chris Gates from the Daily Norseman uh, on to preview the game between the Bears and the Vikings Uh, The Vikings suffered a tough loss at home to Detroit. So it seems like the Lions have Minnesota's number now. That's at, from the top of my head, that's at least three games in a row that Detroit's won, including two inside that new building. The Lions are undefeated in that new building in Minnesota. So they won a hard fought 14 to seven game over the Vikings today. And the Vikings lost Dalvin cook to a knee injury. It looked like he was a, one of those non-contact, his knee just buckled in the middle of a run. Uh, injuries like the word is he's torn an ACL he's done uh, for the year and um, so I mean that's something the Bears have going for him but um, you know so hopefully we'll have Chris on the show Uh, I reached out to him earlier this week he hasn't gotten back to me yet but uh, you know it's still early it's only Sunday and we've got until Wednesday or Thursday to to get hooked up so come on back on Thursday when we'll have a chat with Chris or maybe we won't who knows (laughs) but I am optimistic. He's a good dude. We'll get, in, we'll get in touch with him. So until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been Chicago Bears Review.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.